0: From the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs, this is the Locked on Chiefs podcast. Welcome back, Chiefs Kingdom. This is Locked on Chiefs, and we're going to get into it as the Chiefs have gotten into it. It is OTAs, and they are off and running. We want to give you a lot, but first, check out the Peacock and Williamson show. They have their own feed, brand new, and they used to be the uh, duo over at Locked on NFL, and they just had to get their own feed. So now you can listen to them five days a week. Make sure you check them out. This is going to be fun because we've got a lot of little tidbits to go about what's going on at one-hour head drive for the Chiefs opening media day for OTAs. They haven't been exposed yet. We're going to get into the details. I'm Ryan Tracy, the founder of Rogue Analytics, and your host at RGR Football.
1: And I'm Chris Clark. Thank you for listening. We do appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, lots to talk about when it comes to OTAs. Uh, Several players not there. Uh, Really quick, just want to make a shout-out. Thank you for all the new iTunes reviews. really do appreciate those. So go leave us five stars. Give us your review uh some people have been starting to ask questions in the itunes reviews which usually get asked on air so just a heads up
0: <laughs> yeah if you put it in there it's, it's fair game chris we'll find it and bring it to the
1: table so especially if it's a five-star review just gonna throw that out there
0: well that does always help and we like yep. to shout those guys out as well we will get to that too but we got a lot to get to and i want to start with some of the like super basic stuff from today um a little bit of explanation that uh Orlando Brown chose to wear 57. It wasn't forced on him. I know it looks weird for an offensive tackle to be out there in the 50s, but he wanted to do that. His dad wore 77 and 78. And there's another guy in his background, Jamal Brown, that wore 55. So it, it seems like a nice little mashup there. Um, it's going to take some getting used to, but as we get our first pieces of pressers from there, like it's starting to make sense, some of the things they're doing. And that's, that's one that I think will grow on me.
1: No, and I think it will grow on you. I think that it's going to be something that's just going to take time. The only other lineman, and I haven't looked back, so I will caveat it with that. The other only other lineman that I can remember that wore 50s in the regular season was Brian Winters, uh, and he was a very good guard. So if that's any indication as to what kind of play that we'll get from Orlando Brown, I will welcome that. Uh, so, you know, you look at it that, from that situation, and honestly, it makes a lot of sense why he wanted to go that number. He couldn't take the number he wanted. It's retired. So can't use that and you gotta change something, you gotta go with something new. And with all the new Jersey numbers, that's what he chose.
0: Yeah. Hey, and good for him. I think that's gonna fit in just fine. I like that he's out there and and out front of it and all that kind of stuff. But at the end of the day, it's just a number. There's a number of other things that we're gonna have to get into as we go through, but the fact that they've gone through today and they have guys out there, it's not everyone. But they have a good turnout for what was you know, maybe something folks were worried about going into this week.
1: Yeah, there was a lot of people that were not there. uh, And I got to look at my phone just to make sure I get all these correct. Uh, But you're sitting there looking. Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Frank Clark, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, LDT, Shavarius Ward, Kamala Correa, and Colin Saunders were not out there today. So Mahomes is having a charity golf tournament in Hawaii. Uh, I think it starts tomorrow, so it makes sense that he's not there. It kind of makes sense Kelsey's not there. Don't know about the other guys. Remember, OTAs are voluntary. Uh, Mahomes has been there in the past couple of days, so you know that Andy Reid knew he wasn't going to be there. Uh, The the team knew that he wasn't going to be there. And honestly, you know, at this point, uh, we've seen what we need to see, and Andy Reid is very happy with where his quarterback is, and says he's able to do everything. That's a fantastic point for this situation at this point
0: yeah i mean, i brought that up a little bit yesterday like just the fact that he's able to take a drop it doesn't have to be a 12 step drop like you know he likes to do in the playoffs just a couple of steps and get the ball out like just being able to plan off that toe that's been surgically repaired now that's important and i think that's a step forward and just for you guys that are looking at some of the video and the pictures that are going to be available from uh, the mothership over there at chiefs.com Uh, Kamala Correa wears 45 right now, as does Michael Burton, the fullback. So you got one in red and one in white. So don't get confused by some of the captioning you might see out there.
1: It's going to be very interesting to see how that ends up, because you would think that both of those guys have a really good chance of being on the roster. So somebody's going to have to change at some point. Yeah, absolutely. I
0: mean, it all work itself out once they get out of the 90, what is it, the 90 to 83, and then bam, you're down to your roster. So right. it happened quick when it happens. Which
1: that's, they've shifted the way that's happening, too. They're actually doing it in stages this year to where you're going to be in a situation where I think you're cutting after every, the Tuesday after every game, and games are usually on Thursday or Friday or Saturday during the preseason. So it's going to be the Tuesday after, I think, is where you're going to be having your roster cutdowns. And really quick, before I forget to mention it, Juan Thornhill, DeAndre Baker, Rodney Clemens, and Malik Herring were all at practice and on the field but not practicing. So all of those guys are available at least to be out there and to be watching OTAs, not necessarily practicing, but that's a good sign, especially for somebody like DeAndre Baker.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and and we'll find out more about what his workload is when we come back next week and, and see a little bit more. We're going to get into some of the details. A couple of things that are, you know, kind of hanging out there, but they start to get noticed at this point when they get in front of the media, uh, particularly Tyron Matthew and, and what some of the goals are here. A lot of little tidbits. We're going to get into that coming up next. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and NHL are going to be back in full swing. And bet online even covers award shows, reality TV, all kinds of stuff. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head over to the website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. The promo code's locked on for BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. And so we have to get into some of the details. Tyron Matthew is a fixture. He was in front of the media We'll run that down for you. But one thing in particular that I wanted to start with in some of his comments, and this was to Nate Taylor over The Athletic, is that he still feels that he has a really tight relationship with Bashad Breland and that he is hopeful that they can bring him back into the fold, get him re-signed to the roster. And that's not that he can command that, but that's a subtle hint to management when you're saying it out loud to the press that, hey, we could still use this guy and I know we can get him.
1: Yeah, and I think that's a good sign for Breeland. I don't know how realistic that is. I just you start looking, and we talked about DeAndre Baker being on the practice field, and yes, he's not practicing. That's a great sign for him to even be on the practice field at this point. Uh, to be, and it didn't say whether he was standing on the sideline or whatnot, but it sounded like that's probably what he was doing. That was also from Nate Taylor, so thank you, Nate, for that. But the interesting thing to me is, how do you make those numbers work if you're going to be bringing in a guy like Breeland? Yeah, you could do it. But that's going to be costing you another roster spot for another player. And the Chiefs have a lot of corners. A lot. So,
0: (laughs) I mean, (laughs) that's probably doing it a disservice, to tell you the truth. Um, Right. But that said, it's also a position group that they can stand to improve stills. So while competition is one thing, they have a couple of guys in, you know, someone like Bo Peep, that I feel they can still get to the practice squad. So it wouldn't put it out of the realm of possibility for me. And if they end up going that direction with the veteran that they know can back up, provide a little leadership in the room, I, I think they're probably better off for it in the end.
1: Yeah, they probably are. But at the same time, one of the things, and this is the also where it plays in is, you know, we will know next week whether or not Julio Jones is going to be in Kansas city. I still don't think he's going to be in Kansas city, but everybody wants to talk about Julio Jones in Kansas city. So if they want to bring Julio here, Breland is a, a player that doesn't really fit. Uh, they just don't have the money to do. I mean, they have the money to do it all. But we talked yesterday about how the salary cap is going to change and how they're going to be strapped for the next several years until it really starts jumping.
0: Yeah, and at that point, you can make up for a lot of, of lost time there, right? But you're right. If, if there is something in the works that they want to at least go inquire, and, and it's one thing to make call it's another thing to be making a serious inquire about what does it take to get Julio out of your grasp there, Atlanta? Um, that's a different animal, and they have to have the room to do it, and they have to have a plan to do it. And that comes back to the next thing is that uh, it does sound as though Matthew is expecting the extension. I know he said on yep. social media that, oh, I don't think I'm going to be back and all that. That also is subtle pressure and a message to management that, hey, let's get this thing done. And so at this point, I have to feel like what we told you, what, two, three weeks ago, Tyron Matthews, the heart and soul of this defense, they want him as the leader. It's not a question of if, but when this gets done.
1: And I agree with that. I think it will get done, and that obviously is going to free up a lot of cap space. If it gets done sooner, then that gives you the ability to do something like go out and get a Julio Jones, uh, which I don't think it's going to happen next week. I do think it's going to happen before training camp. So if they're going to make a move for Jones – they're going to have to preclude with a lot of other moves, and we'll get into that, I guess, at some point. But at this point, you're sitting here, and Tyron Matthew came out and said just about everything you want to hear him say is that you know he wants to be here. He understands that it is very, I don't know if agonizing is the right word, but he doesn't like being in the situation. But nobody is going to be liking to be in that situation where you have uncertainty and you want something that is going to be concrete for you for the future.
0: Well, and I'll say this, too. uh, One of my favorite comments from today's pressure from Tyron Matthew was, uh, hey, I delete a lot of tweets. Yeah, that's
1: pretty good. Yeah, I mean. Probably not as much as you do, but yeah.
0: (laughs) Well, he spells better than I do. This is why I talk into a microphone.
1: Um, But that's not saying much.
0: No, but it also goes back into the whole social media is an emotional thing. It's a a communicative thing, but it's not meant to be you know, basing your professional livelihood on, you know, right.
1: And it's, it's also just one point in time. It's how he felt in that moment. And that's something that you have to remember as well, just because he's frustrated at one point in time. We don't know. He could have found out that, you know, the, uh, his contract that he thought he almost had done got completely scrapped because of something else. I mean, who knows what he found out at that point, uh, whether or not it really relates to that contract and how it's going to work.
0: Yeah. A lot, of, a lot of interest in, to what it all means, but what he says is what means something, too. We're going to keep it tight here because I want to talk about what comes on the field. We're going to get into that in this upcoming piece, and I, I think we'll probably start with what it means for specific goals that we can get a glimpse of, even now, right in OTAs. We're going to get into that coming up next. We've been telling you about Built Bar, the best-tasting protein bar in the market, for a while now. Built Bar's the amazing low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, amazing-tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all the bars. And we recognize it's been hard to keep up with the brackets and all the new flavors, but let's remember, when it all comes said and done, there are a couple things that really stand out, like cookies and cream with 17 grams of protein at 130 calories, or almond coconut, which is one of my favorites still. And you can get a serious discount over at BuiltBar.com. By using the promo code LOCKED15, you'll get 50% off your next order. That's the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Tyron Matthew is just one voice, right? And yes, yeah. he is. He is a leader. A couple of things, though. He and Anthony Hitchens both kind of hit on the fact that red zone defense is a focus for them. Even now, even like early install, when you know you have a bunch of young kids on the defensive side like it's in the back of their minds, they're getting into it. So I was pleasantly surprised to hear that. I think that's got to be one of the biggest goals for them as a defense coming off of last season.
1: It definitely has to be. And anytime that your veterans are already talking about what they want to focus on for the next year, that's a great sign when you're talking about it in May. Uh, don't forget this is May. I mean, right now you may be listening to this in June because you are listening a couple days late, but this is May that we're talking about right now, and this is the very start of the off season programs. So when your veterans are already focused and honed in on that kind of thing, that's a great sign going forward and looking forward into the defense and how it's going to play out. And Hitchens obviously is a big part of the plans if they're having him speak with you know, a tired Matthew right now.
0: Yeah, and you have to. Like he's got so much knowledge that he has to impart down to the younger guys that's a good thing in In order to get that done right now. Maybe that changes mid-season. Maybe Nick Bolton starts to come on and play some of those reps, give Hitch a little bit of rest. He has had a couple of games where he's had to miss in the last couple of seasons. So yep. there is an outside chance that that maybe Bolton has to play that Mike role out of necessity rather than just you know a luxury.
1: Yeah, no, that was definitely possible. I think that that's something you're going to have to watch going forward and and, you know, I think that they brought in Nick Bolton eventually to take over for Hitchens, probably. Uh, so he's got to be even more focused this year than he's been in the past because he knows his job's kind of on the line.
0: Yeah. And hey, players generally react to that in a positive way, in my experience. And I think that's going to help him as well. The especially other thing, yeah, oh, absolutely. When you're the guy out there at the tip of the spear and you're getting that push like that feels like. Quite frankly, like Teresa's old saying, you know, the contract year never loses. Well, right. a motivated guy who might not be in a contract year yet is nearly as good, and I like that piece. But well, that he's piece essentially is,
1: in a contract year because of the draft pick.
0: Right. Yeah, I, I know he's got the extra, and everybody's going to say, well, hey, he's got more years, but effectively, functionally, yep. this is a contract season for him. And he needs a little bit of help. And one other thing that was said here today that that – really hits home for me because I thought it immediately when it happened is the big beneficiary is Anthony Hitchens from the Jerron Reed signing. Like That changes the scope for him because it puts another huge body who's good against the run in front of him and helps shield him a little bit, let him run to the ball a little bit, hopefully get to the hole, maybe through it a little bit better by the time the ball carrier is there rather than playing what I feel is a little bit of catch-up because the tackles are generally have been losing a little bit of ground in the run game, and he's having to dodge around them.
1: Well, and I think that you have to be curious how much that's going to affect things. I mean, Derek Naughty, in my opinion, has stood his ground for the most part when he's playing up against the run, but he's only one man. So mm-hmm. uh, you're in a situation where you have to wonder how much is Nottie, how much are Naughty and Reed going to be on the field at the same time. He's right. If you have those two guys on the field, you're going to be able to stop the run. I mean, you're going to be able to free up your linebackers, and they're going to be able to float the ball like you want. So I like that situation, and I think that it could be good. But then you're taking Chris Jones off the field, unless you're playing in a defensive end. So how are they going to shift everything around, and is that going to be maybe a look that they're going to have? Frank Clark, Derek Noddy, Jerron Reed, and Chris Jones trying to stop the run and having the ability to get after the passer as well would be a lot of fun to watch.
0: Well, it's funny that you put it that way because Andy had something to say very similar to that when asked about what Jerron Reed and Chris Jones bring to it. His quote was, quote, that signing is a really good get. It gives us some flexibility in what we can do with Chris. So, yeah. unquote, that's, that's Andy point blank. Yeah. That tells you. And I think Chris looks a little bit skinny right now um, compared to how he's been in OTAs in the past. So I think that definitely plays into how many snaps he's going to take it in.
1: Yeah, no, and I think that he's also looking at it as this also gives him more flexibility for his next contract. Because you have to remember, he only signed a four-year deal. Mm -hmm. So he's only here for another, yeah, he's here for this season and two more. But he's going to be looking for all the bigger stats he can get. And if he's playing defensive end, he has a much better chance of getting sacks probably than he does at defensive tackle. Uh, Though he does create a lot of havoc from the inside. So you know, it's going to be very interesting to see how they deploy all of those players and how they deploy them in the different rotations.
0: Yeah. I'm really interested too, because I think you have a couple of other options. Like Chris can go outside. Certainly. Um, right. But I think Taco Charlton could come inside. Mm-hmm. I think he might be able to get Kando inside. I think. The 59 number well, Cando's wearing is going to lead to some experimentation with him standing up a little bit behind the line as an additional like fifth rusher, possibly. What well,
1: And the question I have is, what are they going to do with stunts this year that they haven't been able to do in the past as well? Because just because you have Jones starting on the inside doesn't mean he's not going to end up outside. Now, yes, he's lining up as a defensive tackle. Yes, he's the defensive tackle on that play. But if you're stunning him out to a defensive end-type rush, that's a completely different ballgame, and he can do that. He's always been able to do that. But the problem was is you don't have necessarily a defensive end that can break inside and take Jones's spot. And now I think you have the players that you can do both ways. So I think you're in a much better position. Now Reed isn't a guy I see them running a lot of stunts with, but I think that they can do it there too. It's just going to be a little bit of a different style.
0: He's definitely not going to be like the three by one looper, but somebody right. can be. And I'll tell you this, a guy to keep an eye on for that. Um looks like Damone Harris came in quite a bit heavier. He's listed at 272 right now, a full That's six a foot lot. four. Like That's a lot played. bigger than
1: he played, right?
0: Right. Like 252 is what I had right. last year. That's a 20 pound difference. Now, he's six foot four. He's been listed that way for a while. So I don't know if he's still growing, whatever. But if he's bulked up that much, then they're planning something for him because he is the one true speed rusher on this roster right now. And that also plays some games there. If you're going to have that big, bulky front, that he can be the guy that loops around.
1: Key is, he was the speed rusher. Yeah. The question is, is, is he still? Because 20 pounds of weight doesn't sound like a lot to maybe somebody that's 250 pounds, but that still will slow you down. So the question is, Is was he able to keep his speed with that weight? You would think that they're going to be doing it right, and he's going to be able to do that. Uh, and I hope that's the case. But at the same time, maybe they told him, if you really want to be on this roster, we need you to be more of an every-down type player, and you're going to have to get heavier. You're going to have to put in more weight so you can stop the run and you can play more.
0: Could be. Although I will say a guy like that, 20 pounds, it all depends on the type of weight that is, if it's no, absolutely, good, it might be just as explosive. So I'm looking forward to seeing it. We hope that you guys are, this has been uh, a fun show to do because it's nice to see guys on a field again and not, you know, out 16 feet apart. So we hope that you're enjoying, enjoy the rest of the weekend. We'll have reports for you on everything going on at OTAs. We'll have more from, All of your favorite guests next week. Matt Derrick will be back the whole nine yards. We appreciate everything you do for us. Hit those iTunes reviews. We appreciate you watching us today. We'll catch you next time. Ryan Tracy is the founder of Rogue Analytics and the host of RGR Football on YouTube. Follow him there. Chris Clark is a senior analyst at ChiefsDigest.com where you can get his work. Rate and review at Apple Podcasts and subscribe on your preferred podcast platform. Thank you for listening.